Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So today I have a very, very powerful woman with me. I respect her highly, and I'm so glad she is here. Her name is Darlene Lee, and she has a lifelong passion to help women succeed in business. And she has started the Gigpreneur, which focuses on solo entrepreneurship to help women wishing to launch an idea or in need of encouragement. Her many years as a business professional at one of the nation's top accounting firms and her leadership in business development and women's ministry give her a very unique perspective. Darlene Lee functioned as a accountability coach, if I can say that word properly, accountability coach, a virtual business manager, and she can help you build a better, more effective website for your business. So Darlene, I am so, so glad that we were able to finally connect so you can do this with me. And I wanted you to introduce yourself to our audience so they can know a little bit more about you before we get into the nitty gritty. Sounds good. Thank you, Nita. I don't know who's more excited me or you. So thank you so much for having me here and congratulations on your new show. Thank you. Um, you pretty much said uh, it very well. Uh, I think what I'd like to do is just tell you a little story about how I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was a kid, we that's when we had neighborhoods for community. I used to have a business where I would clean our neighbor's bicycles. So and fun. for like a buck, I'd clean their bicycle, they'd drop it off, pick it up, and that was that. So um, I've always had some unique ideas on, on what it is that I wanted to do and, you know, and somehow be a part of the entrepreneur community. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love so that I, idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started the Geekpreneur, which is an overarching business theme. And I have two or three talents and uh, passions that I have put out there. Mm. And as you mentioned, the uh, virtual business manager, uh, I help people with their websites. And I also act as an accountability coach. So I can walk beside people who are doing startups or new, who need um, help during that growth stage. Well, that's great. I mean, that's really, you know, taking what you were doing before, which, you know, let's talk about when you were a kid, right? You know, taking something where you were already thinking outside of the box for doing a, a business, but then now also helping others think outside of the box so they can do their business, which is, it talks about growth, right? The way we yes. grow as, you know, something that is innately in us, I think, naturally in us, even as children sometimes can be something we can utilize as adults. Yes, right? very much so. Right. I wanted to talk to you and have you give my audience like a, a little bit more about what it is to align yourself with your talents, your desires and business. Um, because I think that 2020 kind of hit everybody hard, you know, in, in different ways. And um, I think people are trying to seek how to align themselves. Um, a lot of people have found it. Like some people were like, wow, I lost my job, but I was able to create a business doing X. But a lot of people didn't do that. A lot of people were like, I don't know what to do, right? How, how do we do this? Like, how do we 
do you have questions or things we should be asking ourselves yeah. about how, how to align ourselves? Absolutely. And I think uh, anyone who is in business or not, or um, home should, should be an entrepreneur. doesn't matter um, if you're full-time, part-time, stay at home. You should always have something percolating in the background. And one of the first steps is to really determine what those innate natural abilities, skills, and talents and passions are that you have. And one of the things that you, or several of the things that you can ask yourself is, you know, what brought me joy when I was a kid? Um, it may have been cooking, dancing, singing, mm -hmm. um, enjoy working with animals. Maybe you had a, um, like helping people. There are so many ways in which you can get down to the heart of the matter and um, just be in that space of joy in what puts that smile on your face. And it can be 20 things, right. but inevitably there's going to be a pattern or a theme that is threaded through those 20 hobbies or things that made you happy mm -hmm. that we can come down to two or three that you can actually you know, make a business out of or start a hobby. Yeah, you know, um, I, I have a little story about that because as you were saying that, I, I, I went back into my memory bank here, uh, which doesn't go too far sometimes, but... <laughs> Um, I remember being a child and wanting to be in the kitchen and cook. You know, my mom was always in the kitchen. She was the cook in the house, of course. And um, I remember being uh, there at the kitchen acting like Julia Childs, because at the time that's who we had to, to yes. watch, you know, and I would be talking to my fake audience and trying to cook and stuff like that. Wow. And it's funny because that's what I that's what I do now. Right. Um, yes. um, and it, I went back to become a chef and then I started that other a podcast, which is um, Memoirs of a Fat Girl. And on there, I actually do cook on camera for people. So it's just, you're right. I think that once you stop for a second and, and stop um, like thinking about all the worries and the bills and the, you know, the stuff coming at you, because it's always going to come at you. That's the thing, right? right. It's always going to come at you. But I think there's something to be said about what you said, like what is in you from when you even were a child that you were, you always wanted to do or always liked doing, but we left yes. it on the wayside somewhere, right? Yes. It's life, life kind of beats you up a little bit like that. Yes. Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, pertaining to women, we tend to beat ourselves up. We want to be perfect at everything. We get paralysis analysis where we yeah. can't even take that first step. But this is the fun first step. This is right. something that, you know, you can sit down and just, you know, be, be joyful in the way and the things that make you happy that come from the heart. And don't, um, don't pertain it to where you are now because everybody can change if there's a will. That's good. That's very good. And that's very encouraging. And, um, and I love the paralysis analysis because I tend to do that. I tend to do that. So I analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze until sometimes I don't even do it anymore. I just kind of said, forget it. I over at that point, I overanalyzed, you know what right. I mean? Um, but you're right. I don't, I don't know if it's just a woman thing. Um, I, I think sometimes it can be an insecure thing you know, that sometimes we overanalyze because we're afraid, we're fearful and don't want to do something that might go wrong. Um, so, you know, it's really um, amazing that you, you're you coaching these people and helping them to naturally think about what is in them already and yes. what puts a smile on their face already. I right. did like what you said, though, about bringing a community in. 
Yes. How yes. do you how do you do that? Like, how do you do that authentically? Because that's tough. Yes, it is. Well, it's tough on yourself more than yeah, that's what I mean. People. Yeah, it's tough on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the first things is, is that you have to put your ego aside and kind mm-hmm. of be a third person in the conversation. You want to bring in your best friends and that's the ones that'll advice. be honest with you and say, you know, you think you're really good at this, but you're, you're really not. Right. This is where you're really good at. This right. is where I see your eyes sparkle. This is where I hear you come from the heart. And uh, the things that you're not so good at, that's okay. We can't be good at everything. So the things that we're not so good at, then ask your friends to help you with those pieces if that's part of the business or the hobby that you want to pursue. And um, I think, again, taking yourself, your emotions out of that equation really, really helps. And I also think that no matter how old you are or where you are in your life, we already have so many tools. Mm -hmm. And I believe the tools that you're lacking will come to you as needed. So you just need to put one paver in front of the other and step on it and move forward. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Because I, I, I tend to also just like, try to um, see the full picture. And sometimes it doesn't matter what you're even thinking. It may not even turn out that way. So you, right. you're right, putting your one foot in front of the other and just first, just first step, first step, yes. you know? Yeah. I think that another great point that you made, which I think is very helpful, not, you're not just to me as I'm listening to you, but I'm sure that people who are listening and the people you coach is that you need to take your ego out of it um, because that could be a hard one, you know, for not just for you to accept, but also for people to tell you the truth, because if you have, if you are someone who is so strong willed and so strong minded and have a high ego and people are trying to be authentic with you and you take it the wrong way, then they won't be authentic with you. And then that that's just going to, um, prolong or make your, your process harder. Right. Yes, that's true. And by ego, I mean, like you said, that emotional piece. Don't be offended by what you hear. And if, again, you can take yourself out of it and and listen as if you were in the third person, Mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot. And like you said, people will be more honest with you Mm -hmm. and they're, they're being objective. They're not there to make you feel bad if they're truly your friends. Now, if they're being mean, well, that's a whole nother story. Are right. they really your friends, right? This is coming from really a true unconditional heart position that that person is, um, you know, trying to help you. Yeah, that's good. You know what else, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about um, when people try to instill on you or put on you what they think you should be doing. That's tough. Right. When somebody says, oh, you should be a, I don't know, somebody said to me, Nina, you should be a pilot. You know, do I then, you know, have to sit there and try to figure out how I should be a pilot because someone said so, you know, that's, I think that happens to a lot of us, right? Oh, you should be an accountant. So then you're thinking, well, I'm not very good with numbers, but if they think I am, maybe I should think about being an account, you know? And, and so I think that's what you're saying is kind of, you know, don't, don't, um, bring on so much, but think about what's, what's in you already, what's naturally in you already and seeing if what you do or what people see in you aligns with it. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And I think also you made a good point. Take away the labels. Oh, that's good. Like if someone said you're, you'd be a great accountant. Well, what does that mean? What is it that you think I would be a good accountant 
that would make me that. Am I good with numbers? Am I, um, mm -hmm. do I understand how systems work? Like what are the skills? What are the talents? What are the passions behind what makes that label? So if somebody good. says you'd be a really good pilot, be like, hold on a second, you know, I'm afraid of heights. You know, so, right, right. Um, you know, at, take the labels away and get right down to the skills and the passions and the talents, the innately natural things that don't have a job title behind it. Yeah. And I think um, to your point, you know, we the labels is good, um, Darlene, because I think that we do tend to do that. Right. And people, I think automatically we do that. Right. We, we see someone yeah. and we automatically have a label. I don't think we mean to, but right. we, we kind of just do. Right. It's, it's, right. it's that, that. And that comes later. Yeah. So if you've got those 20 skills, passions and talents, it's like, what is that theme? What is that thread that runs through? So, for instance, somebody might like to really help people like to be a problem solver enjoy talking on the phone well all those things could be like a customer service rep mm -hmm. you know remote customer service rep or you like working with animals um but you don't like the goriness behind if you want to be a veterinarian you could be a dog walker you could be um a, a oh, pet good. sitter mm -hmm. there are so many things to be but first you have to get the baseline that brings the joy from you, which is typically going to be your natural abilities, talents, and passions. That's good. And it's also, you know, not being afraid to think out of the box either. You know, you may have an idea that nobody's done yet or mm -hmm. haven't done well yet, but that does not mean that it's not the right business for you. Right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I get, um, you know, sometimes we think, ah, that's not going to work. Ah, that's not going to work. And I think that's more fear than it is actually trying. You know, fear right. is a big, big problem. Yes, Phil, fear will stop you in your tracks. But at the same time, uh, the way I like to look at fear is like it's a piece of cellophane. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, you don't good. necessarily see it, but you can feel it. But mm -hmm. you need to like break through it to get to the next growth stage. That's good. I like that. Let's see, I'm stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but, you know, um, cellophane, you can, you, if you really um, push with enough resistance, you can break through. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. a very great analogy. I like yeah, that. It's a little bouncy, but you can break through it. <laughs> so how do we find um, how to move to the next step? So, so I, I think you had touched on very lightly about motivators, right? So yes. how, how do we, how do we go there? What, you know, how do we know that we want to be the dog walker and not the vet? How do we know, you know, yeah. how do we do that? What's that? Sure. So I think the first thing is, and I've shared with you, is a, a six-page assessment of, mm -hmm. of literally, do you like to do this, 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 and this? Um, so Can, I share that? The, Can I share that with the, with the people? Oh, absolutely. That would yeah. be great. Because I I'll really think that that's up. the first step. Great. So this is a resource that I developed that helps you determine the skills, talents, and passions and expertise. And they're categorized um, by, by the skill set so that you can go through this. And I would recommend you doing it very quickly because this is what is natural. This oh, is what good. just triggers you a joy. And if it, if it doesn't, move on. Move on and do it very quickly. And then from there, you can take the highlights of what that category is 
and then bring in your community to say, is this right about me? This is an assessment that I did. Would you agree with this? Hmm. And then they'll help you pick it apart. But I think that's the first piece. And I, I want to also encourage people to, when you do this, sleep on it, think about the answers and go back to it and say, wow, was I really honest there? I think I'm really good at fixing things, but I more enjoy telling people how to fix it rather than me picking up the screwdriver, you know? Um, and then, you know, it's not something that should be taken lightly because this is something that's really gonna create that trajectory for you in the future. So spend some time on it, bring your you know best friends in it, bring your folks that you really trust and value their opinion of you. But at the same time, they're there to encourage you and be very objective with you. That's and, really um, great. Wow. This is yeah. a big list. <laughs> so go ahead. It's a big list. Yeah. yeah. And I think also is um, what is your, when you're done with this and you've got your, you know, your trusted advisors, if you will, around you, determine what is the thing that makes you motivated by this? Is it, is it seeing the other people's faces on what you're doing? I know for me very early on in my career, I needed that affirmation that I was really good and that, and I was really good at what I did and what it was, I was very transactional. I needed to have a high amount of transactions that kept me high, if you will, in the affirmation mode. Mm. Since then, I've changed to be more strategic in that I enjoy developing and growing other people. And so and again, you can change what you were back in your teens, 20s, 30s, or 40s, you know, can change. So back then I needed that ego. I needed the transactions. I needed a lot of things to make me feel really valued. But now my value is in knowing that I've changed someone into something that they didn't realize that they were. And they're so joyful about it now. Wow. Isn't that powerful? And I mean, I, I think I read somewhere that most people will go through at least four different career changes um, in their lifetime. Right. So, and I yes. think that's true. Cause I think I'm on my third or something like that. Third or <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Especially now there's fourth. so many, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's so many more opportunities now than there were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So why wouldn't you, you know, morph with, what's going on in the world. Right. So you think that um, we have to really not just look at what our innate um, natural um, instincts are or, or um, the things that we enjoy, but we also yes. have to have a, a, a kind of an analysis of what our motivators are, right? Yes. So whether it's um, like you said, I, mean, I know you mentioned ego, Right. Which was, which is, and I, I guess I wanted to touch on that a little bit because, um, you know, we hear ego, we hear bad. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that. Um, because like correct. you said, it, it was, it was that desire to, to constantly have those transactions and that uh, satisfaction to your ego that made you successful in what you were doing at the time. Yes. Right? And that is, that's part of a foundation to the next growth stage. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, don't be afraid. Ego has to come from a place of um, not hurting someone else or not hurting yourself, right? It's an ego because God wouldn't have made us, you know, if we were egoless, right? right? Because it is a motivator. It is something that um, 
is self, but if it's done from a position of non-love, then that's where it's bad. Mm. And it could turn into some nefarious types of things, you know, that's things true. that you don't yeah. really subconsciously realize that you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's um, not just uh, with ego, like that's, that's with a lot of things in life, right? With, yeah. you know, so I wanted you to, if you can just kind of touch on a little bit of what examples can be of motivators. Do you have like examples of, you know, motivators for people? Sure. So um, one motivator could be that you enjoy the rush of speaking in public. I know uh, that was something that I was so fearful about. And then by happenstance, I had to speak in front of over a thousand people. I had never trained for it or anything, but my, um, yeah, (laughs) and it was, and it was live. It wasn't Zoom to be edited out. Um, But I, I hired a coach to help me with public speaking. I mean, it was only five minutes, but it, it felt like three hours. So, but the, the, the satisfaction I got of that process mm-hmm. of um, hiring someone, practicing, getting in front of the live audience, and then the aftermath, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. So that, that, that was a good ego, you know, like right. I can do this and that it really helped propel me in other areas. Other egos may be that you you need money to help feel secure. You have a family. Money is a great motivator. You know, as long as, again, whatever that um, piece of business is, is, is for the good of that client or customer. You don't want money to be such a motivator that you're doing things on the sly and you're, you know, got some That's white true. lies in That's there. True. So it's so integrity you have to, too. Yep, yeah, good integrity, right. And then other motivators may not even include the ego. It may include someone else's ego where you are that coach giving, um, coaching that person to speak in front of people. And that was your motivator is to see that person blossom and go from, I'm scared to death. I'll be in the bathroom right before I have to go speak to, wow, look at what I've done. And that's a different ego motivator. Oh, okay. Okay. So it could be to help people. It could be, um, to, um, to make money. And it could also be for the ego for maybe some kudos or to see someone else succeed. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so how do you go about discovering um, what that is in you, right? I guess it would go with your list maybe because I saw very interesting things on there, even like horoscope readings and like all this kind of like really interesting things. That's That was a very extensive list. It made me, there was cheerleading on there, um, you know, uh, skydiving and racing and things like that. So I guess I guess you're going to have to try some things out to see what you're good at and what you're not good at. Right. Right. And thinking about what you can do uh, day after day, month after month, you know, there's no reason why you can't go down one path and then go down another, you know, you don't have to stay on route one to get to Canada. You can get there many ways. So, uh, you know, think about just uh, again, coming from the heart, um, what are the things that you think you, and you may have already done it year after year, day after day, uh, and you just didn't realize it because you didn't journal it. You didn't catalog those things. Mm. And now that you're aware and you want to be aware of the things that make you joyful and happy, um, the, that's where you're going to start. 
That's good. So it's not about what you think you're good at then. It's about discovering what you're good at and developing that. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I think that one of the things that maybe um, hinders women, um, I'm, uh, I'm a woman, so I'm going to just say women, um, that you know, they discover what they're not good at and then they are obsessed with what they're not good at. Yes. You know, yes. like then we then yes. we start, then it goes, now we're imploding, you know? Yes. And that's where it's the, it's the reverse of the ego, right? Because you're suppressing what is good part of the ego. Mm-hmm. And I think also that um, as women, again, we always want to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And there, there are things that you can't because you're not good at it. You don't have the experience. Right. Um, that's and okay. that's, it is okay. And, but, and that's where we devalue ourselves. So yeah. if you yeah. think that you're good at everything, then you're not going to command the kind of um, uh, monies, you know, the kinds of uh, services that you want to give out to people and get paid well for it. So if you, if you're good at everything, why would somebody pay you a hundred dollars an hour when you're only that good at it versus if you're this good at it, and you've gotten away from the things you're not good at, you can command those higher dollars and hire people for the things that you're not good at because then you're valuing them, which will val- which you innately will value yourself. That's good. So I think that's how we have to think about it. That's a very good way to think about it. So if we are not good at everything, hire people that are good at that thing so that we can value their skill set Right. Which in turn values your own skill set. Yeah. And it, yes. and it values and they value themselves because they're doing what they're yes. good at. That's yes, very that's good. Right. That's very good advice because I think, um, like you said, we do as women tend to undervalue ourselves a lot. I've noticed that a lot in business. Um, when I started my business, I was very underpriced, like very underpriced. And I remember doing a group of women and I, t- I told them my services and what I was doing. And they were like, I would never hire you. And I said, oh, wow, that why? And they said, you are so undervalued. Your, your prices are so low that we would question, why do we have all of these amazing services for so little? Yeah. Right. And wow. that really so powerful. powerful, that changed my entire mindset, that yes. one group of women, because I realized that I was talking to women that I wanted to reach. There were more affluent communities and things. And I wanted to reach those women for my business. That's particularly this particular business that I was doing. And I just was like, wow, that was, that was so valuable to me because Darlene, to your point, we tend to not value ourselves enough, right? Or we think we're good at something we're not good at, which Mm -hmm. already undervalues us. Yes. You know, and on top of that. Don't discount your services. I um, mm-hmm. kudos to my girlfriend who um, I was referring a piece of business to her, and silly me said, "So, are there? Do you give referral fees?" And she goes, "Darlene, that would totally undervalue my skill set and what it is that I'm offering as a service." And I'm like, "Wow!" So <laughs> you know, I I was completely fine with it. I wasn't offended, but it made me think, like, "Wow, she's absolutely right." Yeah. Don't give out discounts. Um, as women, we have to stick to our guns yeah. with what our values are and what, yeah. you know, how we value ourselves. And most yeah. of the time it's going to be monetary or 
you know, um, time for money in exchange for something. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. This is going to help a lot of people. I know that um, when people reach out to the gigpreneur, they're going to get a amazing value for what they what they're seeking. Um, the resource that Darlene showed us, I am more than happy to uh, connect you with her so that she can, you know, walk you through that process. Great. So my website is thegigpreneur.com. My email address is Darlene, D-A-R-L-E-N-E, at thegigpreneur.com. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk no sugar added. Thank you so much. Until next time. You have just listened to another great episode on straight talk, no sugar added. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get more amazing content. Also visit our website and YouTube channel. Until next time with more great episodes coming your way. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.